Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Carl McDuff and I'll be your host this evening. I've been a busy man today, just like Ross Wilson. After last night, we'll get a stellar lineup to try and cheer everybody up. Just as well, Ross is, you know, he got my text and he's going to his bed early. Joining me tonight is, first of all, Graham. How are you doing? Hi, Carl. I'm doing, doing well, thanks. Davey P, how are you? Fantastic, Colin. Thank <clears throat> Suffering a wee bit from uh, having a wee bit too many, many additional halves last night after that, but charging on. I tell you, well, with the with the weather and the entertainment on display, I don't I don't judge you at all for for running down in your sorrows. Um, so no no judgment from my end. Last but not least, joining us, Chris. Chris, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I obviously just relatively happy that we managed to get the the win in the end last night. Um, and it's been a busy day, obviously, with, with Rangers. So I, I'm good, mate. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. So let's not beat around the bush anymore. New signing, Ahmed Diallo. Chris, I'm going to start with you. Uh, I'll be frankly honest, as we always are on this podcast, the rest of don't really know fuck all about them. Um, so please enlighten the listeners uh, with the the minimum knowledge you have, but it's, it may be minimum, but it's a lot stronger than fuck knows me that I can give you. I, as I say, that um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be uh, an expert here in, in this matter, but certainly um, having reading, you know, some info today appears to be tricky winger the, over the sort of Ryan Kent mode was which I was I was reading um, obviously can kind of be very direct on the wing um, looks like he can cut in inside as well depending on obviously which wing he's in um, mm. I was reading that he's quite slight um, in terms of like maybe 5 foot 7 potentially I don't know if I've, I've read that properly but um, it does not shirk away from the defensive aspects I think so um, I think he, he does his tracking back and he'll, he'll sort of work hard so he scored a, a goal which I saw actually in the Europa League. Um, it was like a sort of backwards header against uh, AC Milan at Old Trafford in the sort of pandemic time. So um, obviously they signed him for big money um, at Man U and it's obviously not worked out for him. So I think potentially a, a direct option as opposed to um, obviously an injury that, that we saw with, with Hadji the rest of the season. So, And I think, to be honest, based on uh, what we saw last night, uh, I can see him getting a game no bother at all if he's half good. So um, particularly doing the right wing because uh, Scott Wright wasn't too sharp last night. But no, I think um, aye, young, obviously raw um, potential. Obviously only got him on loan with no option for for. Uh, a purchase, but I, I think Man United have spent that much money on him that that was never going to happen. So could be one of these ones that that works out really well for the boy. Obviously needs to get game time under him, um, and he has played at a decent standard for for Man United. Maybe not played a lot, but certainly as I say, getting that game against AC Milan Europa League. So we'll see see how it goes. Davey, I know after last night's outing, um, and we will come to the game later on, but I think you were maybe that. Thinking along the same lines as me, Scott Wright looked every part of the Aberdeen player, and I think it's probably been that that right wing position for the last couple of months. We could see that that's probably the only the only position that doesn't have a guaranteed nailed on starter when everybody's fit. So 
Um, Ahmad Diallo coming in right wing. Um, this has obviously been that this deal doesn't just happen after twenty four hours after a poor performance against Livingston. This must have been a, a, a well thought out process. Well, I haven't seen Scott Wright, you know, last night and in previous games. You know, when he initially arrived from Aberdeen and he was kind of eased into the team, you know, under Gerard, I was uh, quite encouraged by what I saw. Scott Wright, and you're thinking, you know, once he gets, uh, gets familiar with the squad, gets pre-season, you know, gets up to speed with uh, what Gerard requires of him, he's going to make a decent contribution. But you'd have to say in the last few weeks, he's just not, uh, just doesn't deliver. A lot of the times I think that's it. He seemed to, last night anyway, just it was just sheer confidence, if nothing if nothing else. Because he, he just didn't look like he believed it himself. And obviously that <clears throat> the nil nil draw last night, the tension ramps up, you know, as the as the ta- as the game rolls on. Some people just uh, aren't fit to wear the jersey and, and some will step up to the mark, some won't. But so going into the rest of the season with, with no alternative on the right wing. With particularly with now Hadji uh, season's over uh, that wouldn't be a, a good place to be for me uh, so it was absolutely required I mean I don't know whether this uh, was was in the pipeline prior to, to last night, I would, it must have been you know, they didn't wake up this morning and say but it's good that we've got some cover in the right wing, right wing because uh, I think if we've got Kent left Yalo right and uh, a firing Morelos in the front that should do it for 56 for me. Graham, um, on Twitter and social media in general today, there's been a lot, a lot of hype for this player, um, mainly around his price tag. And I do kind of get the feel uh, when we start judging players based on how much money's been spent or the club they come from or the league that they used to play in or whatever. What should we realistically be expecting for um, a nineteen-year-old or a twenty-year-old from on loan from Man U, despite his price tag? I always think it's dangerous to have expectations, especially when they can be so huge. We've seen bigger and more reputable, more experienced players coming up to Scotland and failing. I think this boy comes with a big price tag. He's obviously got a hell of a lot of potential. I would probably imagine that he'll be the most expensive player ever to come to Scotland off the back of a huge transfer. I can't think of anyone else coming with that sort of price tag on on their head. I see he's bagged the number nine jersey. Obviously, that's not the role he's going to play. I think we have a right to be excited um, in a position that we really needed as well. So, look, expectation-wise, I don't know because we just don't know enough about him. I think he's made a handful of appearances for Man U, maybe at the top level, three or four maybe. I know he's played in the Champions League and the Europa League. He's got something to prove. And actually, Man U have sent him on loan with the view that he's part of their future and he's going to be a big part of their team up and coming. That's, again, something different to some of the loans we'll maybe see sometimes and get in. So, listen, I think it's a really good signing. And I'm delighted to to see him come in and fingers crossed he's he's going to do his a turn because yeah we do we do need a wee bit of a spark at times last night be one of those 
Aye, and I think there's there's clear and obvious talent there. Um, you don't get to you don't play for Atalanta, you don't play for Man U, you don't represent the Ivory Coast with foot talent. It's such a young age as well. But I just hope we Rangers fans can we can be a very demanding support. We've spoken about that time and time again. Whether it be a new signing, whether it be somebody who's been there for ten years, or even a young player coming through. Um, if there is this expectation, um, and it was it wasn't delivered yesterday, we can be quite to go on the back. But I just hope we judge them for judge them for the job that he has to do at Rangers and know the price tag that Man U paid for him. So going the other way, Chris Janino Bakuna. Um, it's reported that he's went to Birmingham City for a fee around 400 grand um, a big portion or some portion of that would be going to Huddersfield uh, due to the, the type of agreement we signed him on um, but a weird one I don't have any regrets about him leaving at all but I don't really have any ill feelings it, it was never I don't know, he was never somebody I was banging his own to get into the team, but I, he didn't really offend me in any way. <laughs> I, I think it's, for me, it was a bit of a strange signing because he never really kicked on or was, was played enough really to, for us to have properly have um, judged him. But similar to you know some other players that have came in that have maybe potentially been squad players, when they've had those opportunities, um, they've not really taken it, you know. Obviously, we're looking at the players that are missing just now. Um, for for the team, you know, you've got a Rebo sitting in the stands, for example. And last night, you know, Nadi's really stepping up to that plate. And I think obviously Bakuna, when I saw him, you can see he's got a bit about him. The boy, obviously, you can see he's got a bit of talent. Um, you know, quick on the turn, you know, heat up trying to obviously find some passes in behind, but um, it just never really clicked for him, to be honest. Um, and I think that's. Probably, you know, we, we make a lot of stuff coming in the way. Um, you know, it's obviously what we want to look at as fans, but I think certainly uh, getting players like that, they're only going to play after the, the wage bill. It'd be ideal, obviously, not to make a loss on them, but to get them after the wage bill is, is, is what you're wanting. You don't want players just sitting about with a massive squad of players you can't rely on. So, no, it, it wasn't ever anybody that I thought if he was starting the day, we would have won that game. You know, I, I don't think he's somebody that. Um, was really ever going to do much for us to be honest um, and probably find his level where wherever he goes back down but I think um, for, for him um, he's obviously trying to get game time isn't he? and it wasn't going to happen under it didn't happen under Gerard that much and it wasn't going to happen under Gio No I don't, the guy that signed you if he's not playing you then it's you know it, you, you have do have a, an uphill struggle David Chris makes a really good point there about um uh, get, getting a fee for these type of players in years gone by um, the Rangers boardrooms of old would have just you know paid off this paid off the rest of the contract or let them leave for uh, free suppose that no every signing's going to work out but it's quite pleasing to see how grown up we are now with these type of affairs where we can get a player realise they're not working out within six months and then moving them on for a wee bit of money we've not really lost any out of it Absolutely, and I think the director of role, football role that Ross Wilson has and taking a long-term view is absolutely crucial here because I think in the past we've probably overpaid some players, you know, and you actually don't know what they're going to be like until they do arrive with, you know, 
uh, Diallo as well. So when they actually get that blue jersey over their head and get out on that pitch, you will find out what they're going to contribute to Rangers. If they don't cut it, and you've you've put them on a nice three four year salary, you know which, and you've maybe just gone just that wee bit higher than you would have wanted to, they'll be quite happy to, to then shift them later on. If if they don't cut it, is it becomes a problem, and that's when I think we were taking cut price deals, for because guys who were sitting in, in some nice money weren't being offered the equivalent elsewhere, so it they, it wasn't in their interest to move on. And I think Ross Wilson taking a longer term view, and you can see that. But Bakuna would be a, be one of those. Is that you know we brought him in from Huddersfield. You don't know how it's going to arrive until he gets to Ibrook, gets out onto the pitch. So and then you know we've had a look, played a few games, made the geos, made the assessment. Maybe you'd be better elsewhere. And now he's off to Birmingham. So to shift them on is is as important as getting them in the door with, with without you know losing your shirt every time. So and I think that's a long term view that has to be taken to do that properly. Rather than dive in, it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be signing anyone in desperation. You should be uh, plotting these things in. You know, we should be two and three uh, transfer windows ahead of where we want to be. Uh, with and panic stations is uh, just leads to a lot of money leaving unnecessarily for me. And absolute credit with Pierre too. That's not something you can change overnight. That's years and years of work. And you know, even when Mark Allen came in for the director of football and started laying the foundations. It, you know, it was never going to be done within his term, so we're really seeing the, all this hard work paying off, and you know, we we can do sensible business in and out. Last, um, last word on the, on the, I'm loath to say activity because this is more of a rumor, Graham, um, from today. James McAtee at Man City, um, we're linked with him, so I think the four of us, none of us really know too much about him, but um, the fourth official, you were saying, they're usually a, quite a reliable source. They're, they're reporting that we're, we're looking, for, uh, looking to go into a, a loan agreement with Man City. So another midfielder, um, this is obviously Gio's influence. Um, I don't know if I, we'll probably come to kind of round off what we'd want to see done in the in the transfer window, but this doesn't really excite me, um, mainly because we've got James Sands on loan, and um, I, I'm really sorry, I keep on nearly saying Dalcio for this boy, um, I don't know why, um, Ahmed Diallo, not Dalcio. So we've got James Sands on loan and Diallo on loan. Is another loan in the, in the middle of the park what we need, or this is, is there anything in this, I suppose, what I'm asking as well? Well, I imagine there's something in it. As you kind of alluded to, that fourth officials, I, I usually find to be pretty spot on um, with sources. Whoever this boy is, he looks to be getting tracked by a few of the Premier League clubs, well included. But yeah, I guess a loan at this point for a, a midfielder Especially in the middle of the park, I think we are in a good position there, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think that's something we, we need. Again, maybe another another winger, I think, would have probably made us all happy, or certainly somebody that could play across the front three anywhere. So, I don't know. Another loan, I feel, I feel a bit like the board are potentially gambling a wee bit in terms of, obviously, if we win the league, and we get the Champions League riches, then the business we'll have done in January is 
pretty unbelievable in terms of the money in, getting getting rid of some of the deadwood, and then a few maybe smart loans coming in. I think James Sands is going to be a really good player for his games like last night. I'm not so certain are for James Sands. I think he's going to be bigger than the bigger games, maybe, or the, the ones where we want to probably have a chance to take more grip of the grip of the game. I think he does the dirty work, so to speak, is what we're led to believe. Maybe a game like last night wasn't great, but look, he's 18 months, so that's fine. I think he'll do well. Diallo, I think, is going to be a, a good signing, and we'll see what happens with McAdee. I don't think that's necessarily one we need, but it could be really smart business. But then again, if we come at the end of the season, we've managed to to lose the league, then of course we're going to look back and be critical. So we just need to play it by ear and just trust that Wilson and the management team are, are doing the right thing. The, the profit of doom in me to, to, would suggest, you know, that I'm hoping this is not, you know, going to be leading up to someone else leaving the club. You know, so if, if Gio's looking at, you know, midfielders, and, you know, you would say we're pretty well stocked at the moment. So I'm hoping that this doesn't, you know, that's just the profit of doom in me. Thinks, you know, maybe, well, maybe there's a, someone would be leaving. With that, a, that's Mr. someone Gerard maybe picking up, you know. Money, yeah. Well, maybe the, the Bakunas yeah, is just a, a replacement for him. I'm mm. hoping that, uh, that, that no one else will be leaving with, uh, with a couple of additions and maybe even a, a centre forward. We could look at some cover up front because uh, I think Alfredo will, will, will need some help from time to time. I think um, we've saw we spoke about this in a couple of weeks ago, um, but you know. It, Hopefully we don't uh, lose anybody, particularly Aribo. We obviously said a while ago we can't lose him. And him going over to AFCON, you saw the dip in the team. You know, the performance at Aberdeen was really poor. Um, and the, you know, going forward, it just had no identity or shape, to be honest. And I think Aribo was massive for that in between the lines and getting the, the play going. And then last night was just crying out for, you know, Obviously, Scotty Arfield ended up stepping up, but last night was crying out for that. So, I think um, certainly if we lost him um, for the season, it would be a disaster um, if he was to, to move on. So, hopefully, it isn't a sign of movement going out. But you know the way these things go. You know, down to deadline day, somebody doing a panic buy, somebody getting into day, someone else. Hopefully, it's none of your players because I would worry about the strength of the team if I were to lose somebody on, or, you know, without a, a solid replacement, but particularly him to be honest. Um, so hopefully that isn't the case, David. I think it's important as well that one thing that's overlooked and one thing I've found pretty frustrating today is some overreaction, one in terms of our performances, etc. Uh, our squad depth, I read the Athletic again, who do tend, I do quite like, what they're saying, I completely disagree with them saying we have a worrying lack of squad depth. I think that's pretty abysmal um, reporting there. When we're, we're four or potentially five first-team players down and have been for actually a while, when you look at Jack, Hillander, just to name a couple, Roof is very much in and out. And for me, Roof, I always say it, but he would be my starting 11 um, week in, week out if we had him available. So I think our squad depth is there. Of course, we're going to struggle a bit. Aribo is miles head and shoulders ahead of anything we have in our squad. And I include Morelos, who's one of our best players, 
that Aribo is a £25 million player. That's only we, uh, way we lose him in this window. If somebody comes in with an astronomical amount of money that we just can't refuse, I just don't see us losing any of our big players now between uh, now and the, the end of the window. But I do think we have a good squad depth and we need to trust in the players. I think some of them are getting a bit of hard time just now as well. And one other small thing was up from last night was uh, seeing Ryan Jack back on the pitch because I think if, if we can keep Jack fit, he will make a, a serious contribution for us this season because uh, from the, the, the cameo performance he put in last night, you can see Jack's got it. He's got it. Yeah, just on the, the squad depth thing, uh, Graham, you and I joke quite a lot in here that we we'll tend to be glass half full and that. It might be the optimist in me, but I, if Rangers didn't sign MD else for uh, in this transfer window, I still think we'd have, even before um, the man new boy, um, uh, Neil said that again, before he came in, I, I would have still been confident that Rangers have a strong enough squad to go and win the league, but I think a cut of signings coming in just helps take the gamble away a wee bit but I think it's an absolute testament to the strength of your squad that we've had so many injuries players in and out um, and even this isn't just the last couple of months look at the start of the season as well where we were you know Andy Firth was nearly playing right back at one point um, we're still four points clear um, I, I totally agree I think we do have a strong squad and doesn't quite get the, the recognition Absolutely and one thing that's worth pointing out when we talk about the, the the run of matches that we've had as well, we've won 10 out of the last 12 in all competitions. Now, Celtic are, without a doubt, in the best run they're on. I think they've won 11 out of the last 12. Now, we do talk about some of the performances we've had, but even with them being on their best run, arguably, of the season, we are still maintaining that four-point gap. Yeah, the performances might not be there, but over the last month, we've played... Um, Hearts away, Aberdeen away, um, Hibs away. Yeah, the performances haven't been amazing, but we've we've got the points we've needed and we're still maintaining that. Now, if we go into that game next week with that four-point gap, it takes the pressure off us. So, yeah, I get that people might be frustrated with our performances as a whole. I'll look at coming back from the winter break a bit sluggish. Well, actually, it's the three points. It's all that matters. And last night was another huge three points. Yeah, and I, I agree I agree with that. I think, you know, overall we should be happy with how things go, but I, I do think there's a direct link between Joe Aribo not being in the, the, the team the last two games in that performance level. Um, and I think, you know, if uh, again you're saying that he's £25 million player, he's for me the best player in Scotland. I said that one of the first podcast, but, um, you know, if with, with him not there, it just doesn't click. Um, so that that that's the point, you know. That for for me, he needs to. He's focal. He's massive, and it's the same as every club, really. You take out your best player, you're you're going to struggle. So, yeah, I hope that he doesn't go and there's there's nothing to replace him. But I think overall, I think we need to be uh, happy with the season so far. You know, but but as you say, we've been to some tough places. Aberdeen gave their life, you know, in that game, they gave absolutely everything, and as we saw, they don't follow it up the next game, you could have put your house on it, um, that that was going to happen, so in, in these in these grounds that we go to, the teams, you know, they, they give it everything, um, so I, it's been definitely, particularly with Gio coming in, you were thinking, it's not going to be, you know, a, a smooth, they done brilliant, you know, and his first drop points, but as I say, I would, I would worry about the, the team if uh, Rebo was there, and I think we'll see a big difference from him back in, massively. The 
the last point I want to come to um, on like the transfer window and squad depth and stuff. Uh, Davey, I'm going to come to you um, around this. So I know you, you're a massive fan of uh, Alfredo. Um, so when we're talking about anybody potentially coming in, um, I know you've mentioned that it is worrying for you um, what Rangers are like when Morelos isn't there. So... Um, and when I ask you this, I don't want people thinking I'm um, shitting the bed just because he's away for two games. But it's probably more if the unthinkable happen, if he loses form for the rest of the season, we need somebody to come in instead of him. If he gets injured, touch wood, he doesn't. Do you think with Sakala, Roof and Itten, we have we have we, are any of them good enough replacements for Morelos to step in? Or would you want another striker? Well, having watched said on Friday night, you know, against Stirling Albion and then Livingston last night, you're thinking, are we taking a gamble if, if that's what we go with for the rest of the season? Because obviously Roof and Sakala go in there and, and Sakala through through the centre, you know, with pace would be a different option. How how does that fit in with the rest of the team? You know, with you know Kent out left and, and Diallo in right and, and Sakala in the middle at this how does that change the dynamic? So maybe, and, and I would think just for, just for some protection for ourselves, that we, we have a replacement type player for Morelos so that it doesn't disrupt the structure of the team if we take Alfredo out and pop someone else in. I, I don't think Big Ted is, is, is not quite as, doesn't seem as imposing physically. He was up against two monsters last night, right enough. But the, I, I would... And, and just the, the ability, to, he missed uh, one on Friday night, which I think it would be easier to score. He eventually did get the goal, but we're playing Stirling Albion. You know, we're playing Livingston last night. We didn't have too many shots on target, and it came, it was Scott Arfield coming on, you know, with a, a, a nice bit of quality to get us the three points. So I, I was concerned about our, our lack of chances last night as much as anything. So we, we didn't seem to be ripping into them. So, but Livingston is a hard-working team, and you got to hand it to Jason Holt. He runs about with the wee midfield general, keeping all these guys organised. So they, they, they're we're very well organised, Livingston. But we'll be coming up against the other well-organised teams, and to do that with Cedric Itton, week in week out, if Alfredo was to get was to be injured, I would I would be looking for another option, and that other option may already exist in Roof and Sakala, but I, I would think I would just take out another wee bit of insurance. Uh, I, I think for me, um, I think Roof is a natural um, replacement as a number nine, or even maybe not even a replacement to challenge Morelos for that place. Uh, we've got the luxury, Roof can play on the right or in behind the striker, but I do get the argument that Roof, um, he's just coming back from injury. It's not his first coming back from injury, so it's how much are you going to get with that? So, And again, it's just really down to how much the club want to gamble in this window for what lies at the end of the season so yes it's not so much i mean with roof i think we have ability what the, the question mark with roof is is reliability mm-hmm. as to whether you know how many injuries you'll you'll carry you know, because he seems to run from one to the other so it's no doubt about it because i think roof is a, is a smashing play very sharp you know very quick th- thinking in the box he is a he's a quality player but as to whether he'll be playing, you know, 10, 12, 15 games on the spin, uh, we haven't seen it so far. I mean, maybe he's through the worst of it. 
pretty much the same as Ryan Jack. If we've got a fit Ryan Jack back, he is he's as good as any signing that we're going to get for our midfield in this window. So that was a good, nice twenty odd minutes of talking about um, transfers coming in and out, and it is a bit exciting. The wee boy, you you know the nerves that your best player going, or you know who you got a potential bring in. So we've had the nerves, we've had the excitement. For the next 15 minutes, it's going to be downright grim, listeners, because we've got to talk about the Livingston game. Graham, um, I don't really know where to start. I think the first uh, 15, 20 minutes, um, you knew it was going to be one of those nights. And um, I, I said it in the, in the kind of post-match thing they done last night. Um, the, the chances we were making at the top end of the pitch and just not looking anywhere near like taking them, coupled with... Uh, Bassey, Golson and McGregor just being hellbent and being jailbait with the passing at the back it just it had that feeling of it's going to be a long long night Surprised you pulled Bassey out there I'd just yeah but anyway um, no I think really? Uh, Am I being yeah, harsher? Yeah I think so in Bassey but I think the first specifically the first half like the I feel like there was a kind of a two-face aspect to our team last night, specifically in the first half. I think you could tell our full-backs all looking, up, looking right up for the game. Sakala, I thought, was excellent, causing them problems. However, the spine of our team, specifically in that first half, was, was what really damaged us. I think, as you've mentioned, McGregor, Goldson's passing was abhorrent. Um, Kamara's first half I feel like he had a Gordon Jury touch most of the time, he just couldn't seem to get the ball under control, slack passing and then um, then you get up top we just didn't we just, I didn't, he seemed I'm actually a, I'm actually more of a fan than by the sounds of Davies um, I feel like he was exposed it left up there quite a bit last night, at times if you'd noticed there was 15 yards between Itton and um, our nearest midfielders, so I think it was a hard night for him. I think he does have something. He's got a good touch, a good stride, a good burst of pace. I just think see if, see if he was up front in a two. I honestly believe he'd be he'd be excellent, and I think we need to we need to keep the faith in him a wee bit and just see if he can give us more. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, but look, last night he wasn't great. He wasn't, but a few of our players weren't. But it's a shame because, as I say, I felt like some of our players, specifically in that first half, did look really up for it. Um, obviously, the weather was horrendous. I think if we were all at that game, specifically if you sat in the, the front of any of the stands, you'll have been soaking after about 20 minutes. I saw a couple of people give up and move or watching the game in the Congos, which, by the way, I never understand for the life of me why you're in the stadium. Yeah, just go home. <laughs> um but yeah, look, it, it wasn't the best, but it was a great three points. And look, we can say it over and over again, that's the kind of three points that win your titles. Minging, Wednesday night, hard team to break down. Martindale is, I still don't think the guy gets enough credit. But, you know, that's as good a three points as we'll get all season. And I mean that, brilliant. David Martindale is so likeable. And it, it wasn't until a couple of weeks ago, I didn't click the resembling somebody in Twitter was put up a Hasbulla video and said, oh, David Martindale doing such and such. And I'm a big fan of that boy, Hasbulla. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking Livingston fan now. How did this happen? Um, but, Chris, um, 
go back going back to talk about football and not uh, Russian fucking two foot uh, MMA fighters. A big thing for me uh, last night was San, like Sands and Kamara. So Graham did allude to Kamara there. He didn't have a good first half. I thought Sands actually had a better first half and then in the second half. I'll get a bit of a stick here, but I actually thought they'd done their job well in the second half. It's just that their job was not needed against Livingston. We needed Arfield to come on earlier. We needed an Arebo. Um, and talking about and being left up himself, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to let and get a bye for some of the chances he was missing, or he wasn't holding the ball up. But I, I do think we could have helped him a bit more by having a, a, a kind of oncoming on Russian midfielder. Uh, without a doubt, and I think, I think we at him we need to be very realistic about the amount of football that he's played recently. He's he's not played a lot, and he's probably the type of a guy that needs to be playing regularly. You know, I think I remember um, recently. Um, the sort of Sky Sports panel talking about Lukaku and saying that that's a guy that needs to be kicking a ball every day at the gym. You know, if you give him a couple of weeks off, he might struggle. And I think, but Itton's a big boy, um, and I think he needs to be, you know, fit um, and, and match fit. And I think it's quite clear. I know he was doing a lot of running about last night, um, sometimes aimlessly, but I think it's quite clear that he's not fit at the minute. Um, and we won the Dana many favours because the service up to him wasn't great and sometimes when the ball was actually coming to him it was like bouncing off his knee or it wasn't hitting the right place so I, I, I felt it a wee bit for him last night um, because he, I don't think he'd done himself any favours in the Friday night game either with some of the, you know, the performance but I think we, we do need to be realistic you know, in terms of his fitness and where he's at um, I think it always baffles me in, in those type of games when we do play with like kind of holding two holding midfielders. Um, you, you kind of think, you wonder why that happens because you know you're going to have most of the ball in their half and the game was crying out for Arfield to come on and get in, obviously between the lines. Um, so it was near real surprise that when that happened, we started to kind of fire the pressure on. Um, I was a bit disappointed with um, Scott Wright last night. I felt I'm a... I like Scott Wright and I want him to do well, um, but I felt sometimes his decision making, and um, particularly different points in the second half, wasn't he? Wasn't the best. But I think overall, just what Graham said, it's absolutely spot on. It's it's games like that are massive towards a title. Um, and we all remember, you know, Walter Smith's side going towards that three in a row. How many teams we just kind of done over one nothing, um, and you come back and you get in the motor or you got on the bus and you thought that was rotten, like that was a rotten game of football. But they're massive and they lead towards it. And when you look at, you know, you know, last season was obviously great for us. But when you look at last season for um, Celtic, um, it was games like that they were dropping points in. You know, Livingston were going and doing a number on them because exactly what David Martindale does, he just sets up. Um, and it, they, they can be dangerous because Livy had a few chances last night as well. They had a few opportunities through, you know. So, I overall, I think it was all right. But when you're thinking about Ibrooks under the floodlights, that's definitely not up near uh, top 100 games at all. Um, that's getting ranked in one of the worst ones. Um, but big three points. Um, and you've got to be re- very realistic about the amount of key players we were missing last night going forward as well. I think if you're looking at the lineup as it comes out, you are predicting that. Where's the creativity coming from? Um, where's it going to come from? And where are we going to get it? So I said that to my brother um, after the game. That's massive, massive three points. Um, because at one point, it was looking like it was going to be a, a drop points, you know, um, and, and we managed to get the win. So happy days. And Gio did allude to that uh, several times in his press conference last night that um, like he was... <laughs> 
there wasn't too many different options he could have went with last night due to the the injuries and that. And I don't think that was a, a cry to the board that we need to sign more players. I think this was just a very Dutch manager matter of fact. Like, listen, it's had X, Y, and Z out, so that's that's the team we played with. Davy. Let's finish in a couple of positives and starting with Scott Arfield. Uh, I'm, I'm a big Arfield fan. My biggest criticism of Arfield is he can take a while to get going in the season. Um, sometimes he does take about nine, ten games in a season. So I was worried then when he had this injury um, to take him out of a few weeks. Does that put him back maybe four or five weeks to getting up to like the, the, the kind of marauding, driven Arfield that we know? Um I don't know if it was just compared to the rest of the team um, or if he is up for it, but I thought he did bring a spark last night and also he had a really tidy goal. Yeah, absolutely. And and he's a, probably a good example of someone who you're bringing up from down south and you don't know how they're going to, you know, how the Rangers jersey will fit these guys. But clearly Scott Arfield is, is in his groove, you know, out there. Took him a while, and and as you say, you know, coming back from injury maybe takes him a few games, and and maybe I'm just being a wee bit too hard on on, on Cedric Itton because I can remember when when Hately arrived, and and the, the centre forward yes, he had he had some uh, injury issues when he arrived. You know, there was an element of the range of support. You know, within two or three months of of uh, Hately's arrival, you know, want this guy shipped out, but we uh, we we managed to have patience. And, it, and you then look at what he then contributed. And I think maybe, maybe it's true of Scott Wright, but I think Scott needs uh, someone to put his arm around him, tell him, you're a great player, you're a great player, Scott. Just Because there was one instant last night where, where he got into the box and rather than pick out someone in the box, he just leathered it from a fairly tight angle. And you're thinking, you know, that was just the wrong thing to do. And and maybe if, if Itton's relying on service like that, then maybe it's, it's no wonder the, the boy's falling short because... The centre forward needs to get passes into the box to do his job, and and Scott Wright just chose the wrong option. He he, he made the, the great burst into the box. He got a wee bit of daylight. Heads up, no, woof, straight over him, as hard as he could hit it when it from an almost impossible angle. So maybe it's just a few tweaks that we, we need, you know, to give get the set the service that it requires, and and not be a uh, maybe I'm. Demanding because I, I I was sitting there last night. You know we're, we're now sixty five minutes into the game and I, and I'm saying to the boys, this has got disaster written all over it. I mean, for, thankfully I was proved wrong, but uh, because when Arfield came on and you, look what he did at, at Livingston earlier, you know with a, a nice run, clipping just a, a wee lob over, just enough guile. I think confidence maybe maybe it's the experience which others in the team maybe just don't have. And it's about not doing it at breakneck speed. It's about lifting your head sometimes and, and, and choosing the right option. So maybe that's just something which will come with time. And maybe I, I just need to, I mean, I've not managed in what, 60 years, but maybe I need to be a bit more patient. So, <laughs> maybe you'll learn one day, yeah? I probably won't. <laughs> I, I wanted to touch on just a, a wee bit that David had touched on earlier, actually, and it, and it is the return of Ryan Jack. I think that um, Ryan Jack's one of my favourite players in, in this Rangers team, and I was I was concerned that it, it probably looked as if it wasn't going to work out for for him with the injuries. I mean, always had horrific injuries for pretty much his, his game, but um, what he offers, cracking football player, 
Um, and I think under Gerard as well, you actually started to see him um, get numbers to his game as well in terms of assisting goals for a period of time. For a member of time, he scored maybe Ross County and he ran over to Gerard and the high fives and stuff. But unfortunately for injuries, it's been tough. But he offers so much protection to, to our team, particularly under the old system where Tavernier would bomb forward and Jack would cover in for him quite a lot. So, um, But for me, he's massive. He's a leader. I think as well within within that changing room, um, and he brings lots of experience. So, if we can get Ryan Jack back, you know, to to his best as we go the rest of the season, um, at Scunthorpe, it's like David said, that's like a new signing, um, a crack cracking player, um, and it was great to see him back. Just from the perspective of it must have been an absolute nightmare for him, you know, the continual injuries. So for that, that was me for a massive positive, um, and hopefully that continues the consistency. And again, the the young boy Lowry, obviously Alex Lowry playing in the you know the touch and the you know he, look, he looks apart, doesn't he? Um, he looks uh, fearless in terms of his performance. I don't want to put too much pressure on the boy. Um, I don't look as it doesn't look as if he feels pressure anyway. It just looks as if he's all right and he's fine, you know. Um, but I thought that was nice to see that because I think I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I think we, we don't see an awful lot of boys coming through and doing well. I think we've seen a lot of boys coming through. Um, like what Michael Beale had alluded to the number was quite high when he said I can't remember how many it was but it's quite a lot of boys that have came through the academy under the last three years or four years but not a lot of them kick on um, obviously Nathan Patterson has and, and left so it would be really nice to see that boy and you know I think he will get opportunities based on what we're talking about certainly a position so that for me was positive um, always looking to try something and it's not always the, the, the kind of thing you would expect him to try as well he's got a wee trip up his sleeve so interesting to see how Gio continues to use him and as I said delighted to get Jack back in there because I think that'll be massive for not just in the on the pitch but um, in the changing room as well with the with the boys that are coming in. Graham, I was going to come in. Um, Alex Lowry and just totally agree with everything Chris says. Um, you, you love to see any young player come through, but um, there's a difference in a young player coming through and being arrogant and cocky. Alex Lowry isn't that. He's uh, he's comfortable. Um, I think that's probably how I would describe it. And I thought, oh, wait, that. I didn't think he'd be anywhere near the starting eleven last night. I thought there was a big jump between playing against Stalin in the cup and then Livingston and the in the league. Um but I think that's probably testament to two things. Uh, Gio he he was asked about it um at one of his first press conferences. He's a big fan of giving youth a chance and on top of that, Alex Lowry he's he's there in merit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I think it was Michael Beale actually tweeted at the time on Friday if he'd came on he would have been the 12th academy player to get a debut for Rangers since June 2018 so that's that's brilliant and yeah I think I think the the biggest part for me last night is that Gio could have started a senior player instead but he went with Lowry because he came on what 13 minutes into the still and Albion game scored his goal but I think impressed everyone and it does just show and what it's going to do is pass down to the the guys especially in the the B team who I think it's great they're getting the competitive games this season I think it's obviously going to be a really fruitful exercise for us that that's happening and it's going to show them that if you can make that breakthrough and, and get into the team and actually show what you're worth and show what you can do there is that chance that you get a run in the team or you get a next game 
And I think that's the most important thing. You've got guys like King and um, Charlie McCann who have been in the squad more recently. And again, it, it just shows it's not just a cup. It's not just, oh, we're going to play the youth in the cup and that's it, and then you'll be back in the B team. There's a real chance to succeed in that. That's a huge thing. And I do think as fans, we want to see the younger players. And listen, from that kind of business model point of view, we're talking about what we're doing. The board will love to see that as well. If we've got young talent we can bring through instead of splashing money and wasting money in players like Bakuna, who we touched on, then great. It was good to see Alex Lowry, you know, just be himself. Sometimes I think when uh, players come on and they're making their debut, it's the safe option. You know, just don't do anything wrong. But you could see that Alex Lowry was just playing his own game, you know, with, the, with some of the touches and the turns that he, that he makes. He doesn't, he doesn't always take the easy option, which is requires a wee bit of courage because, it, I mean, I just, it's so daunting to walk out there, you know, with that level of expectation on you and say, right, just don't make an arse of this. So, but it's, it's got to be more than that. It's about not making an arse of it, but contributing. And you can see that Lowry's doing that, which is uh, fills me with some confidence about about the boys, you know, courage first of all, and and his technical ability. So certainly uh, from from first I saw him on Friday night, you know, and then from last night, you're saying, well, well, this couldn't be more encouraging. I mean, obviously, more came time will uh, will let us know, but uh, but certainly the boy uh, certainly looks the part for me. Uh, and that and that's what's made them stand out because uh, obviously every player that comes through the Rangers Academy will have a, an element of talent but the words you're saying there David confidence courage to go and do it and you know a wee bit of imagination what I really liked about him was he was playing that number 10 role but he he didn't just stick to the middle of the park you see him seen him time and time again going to either byline dragging defenders away looking for different balls um, he's you know really impressed just with you know, I the the confidence in going out there and knowing that he's there in merit. Um, so one may continue, and I kind of wouldn't hear the point I made earlier with um, Diallo that you know we just need to tailor this expectation. He's not going to he's not going to go and score a hat trick against Celtic on Wednesday. This is, but this is the key time that you know we we continue keeping them in the squad and gain more and more confidence and you know work like harness that ability but we don't want to find him in and crush him too much. Um but um I'm sure I'm sure Gio and the backroom staff have, have got a plan for him. So finishing off, looking ahead quickly to Ross County on Saturday, um just the last five minutes, I want to get your predictions for the lineup and the scores. Um I think unless there's any objections, I think the back five picks itself. McGregor and goals Tavernier Barisic, the full-backs, Golston and Bassey. I don't think... Um, I know Balogun was com- coming back into the fold just back from injury, but I can't see uh, I can't see Van Bronckhorst breaking up a fairly successful partnership at centre-back going into Parkhead next week. Um, Chris, we'll start with you in the, in the midfield. I think... Um, I think all being well and all fit, I'd like to see Glenn Kamara and Scott Arfield with Joe Aribo in front of them. Any, any other thoughts? It'd be brilliant to see Aribo back, obviously. Um, it was it was good to even see him in the stands last night, we better hope. Um, sadly for him, his team got put out early, but that's, for us means he's back in action. So 
I'm hoping that he gets himself a bit of game time before, obviously, Wednesday. You know, we, we did all right, obviously, up at um, Ross County. Um, I think they, they took a lead, didn't they, at Ibrooks, um, and recently. Um, obviously, we, we beat them, but I, I would I would agree with you, mate, probably um, go with that. I wonder if he'll, if he'll go with um, Sands again um, in Kamara, because he seems to, as he obviously seems to like that, um, maybe thinks away for him that that might be the option. Um, but I, I would agree with you. I think if if we can get legs in some game time, I know Rebo's been away playing anyway, so he's sharp. Um, but I would imagine he comes straight back and he's very important for um, for us. And Gio's recognised that because he's got him obviously points on the board and in one game on his own. So no, I wouldn't imagine we'd be swaying too far away from that. To be honest, mate. Graham. The two wingers either side. Um, you'd like to, uh, you'd like to think Kent comes back in after his suspension. But I suppose does Geo go with the, uh, a relative gamble and playing Diallo, getting them game time ahead of Celtic, or do we play a, a Scott Wright? I think what you'll see is, I personally don't think Diallo or Aribo will start against Ross County. One Aribo doesn't need the game time, and he's just came back from the African Cup of Nations. I think we'll we'll save him unless we need him and unleash him against them. Our front three, and I really do think the same against Celtic that we should go Sakala, Kent, and Roof. Now I get that Sakala is clearly a a lot more effective coming in from the left, which is obviously where Kent has played for us since wherever now. I'm not saying um, it's an unfixable problem, but I think Kent coming in off the right, Sakala off the left and Roof through the middle is, I'd love to see that. I really would. My biggest fear about Saturday is a half-twelve kick-off. Half-twelve kick-off on a Saturday for us are horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. So, look, I, I think what, what you guys are saying with the, um, the middle of the park is pretty sound, I think Sands Gamara and Arfield and then yeah the front three I had mentioned would be for me would be pretty tasty and you might see Diallo come off the bench uh, a rebo but I think that would be that would be my my go to Davey, a um, couple of different options flying out um, you know potentially Sands or Kamara or both of them um, where's your thoughts how's your midfield and your front three look well, I'm, going, I'm going with your option Colin you know of the Kamara Aribo and who was the other one Arfield Arfield yes yeah, got Arfield so because who won't get into the box and you know obviously the goal scoring opportunities kind of maybe even take a wee bit of the take some of the weight from the, the, the front three and I think it would be uh, roof up front Kent out wide and Sakala all right on the on the right hand side so yeah I mean a half 12 kick off inside the Arctic circles uh, not not too bad but our track record at Ross County is 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 actually quite good but it's it's up to it's, it's about attitude isn't it so get Geo get them the guys you know you're better you're a better team than Ross County just go out and do what you're good at so, I think for me the the promising thing, Graham, um, is even if we were to rest a table for Wednesday or um, play, rest Ken or whether there's a few variations now. We've got a couple of players coming back, and we won't be with you know. I, I dare say if we if we 
don't play any ball. We will play our field and be strong. So it's even we we have the luxury of maybe resting able and have still been stronger than what we were last night. Well, listen, absolutely. And what I should clarify is I'm not saying we should rest Aribo as such. I just think with the games he played at the, the AFCON and coming back from Africa, I'm not sure how... I'd imagine that sort of travel game time is going to take a lot out of you. Um, I just don't know if he'll be ready to play as such. And it's not like we need he needs the game time and he's going to lack fitness for Celtic. I just think whether this is one game too soon in terms of his travelling, I don't know. Listen, if, if see, if, see if he's at good peak physical condition, ready to play, he'll be in that team. No doubt he'll be in that team. I would just rather, when we talk about that front three, I'd really rather see Sakala on the left. Sakala is he's so... He is so... Um, what's the word? The, it, it, the defenders don't know what to expect from him. But I certainly just don't see him as that player that's going to hit the byline. He's going to want to cut in. He's right-footed, whereas Kent, whether he cuts in and does what he does on the left, he's certainly somebody that can take a player on the right-hand side and go to the byline. And I think that's why I'd like to see Kent out on the right and Sakala to keep on the left. It'll be interesting to see what we do. And obviously, Diallo's coming in. Look, I think we're in a really good position. Diallo could come in and really set the place alight as well. So, look, it'll, it'll be good. It'll be good to it'll be good to see. And it is a really good problem to have, whether it's Kent, Sakala, Roof, Diallo, Wright, I'd Look, hang on a good, we're in a good position. Well, Sakala last night on his burst from you know the centre of midfield straight down the middle and then leathered it with his left foot and the goal touched what that would have been goal of the season had that gone in because what what a run it was he the, the pace that that boy can run with the ball is faster than the the, the, the Livingston players could without the ball which was uh, it was quite impressive that would have been some goal had he uh, put that one in the top corner I wonder if um, if he'd scored it, Davey, if he would have done the salute. I don't know whether he's trying to steal Scotty Arfield's... Uh... He is so <laughs> endearing, by the way. Did you see that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I love him. Love he, him. he followed when Arfield scored. He was behind him with the same salute. Eh? <laughs> it was like... Very unimaginative. Uh, it was like a wee guy just copying his dad. Like, just <laughs> absolute sheer admiration. Oh, fucking love Sakala. He's so happy, man. He's... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's unpredictable, you know, I think he's, uh, that's the thing about him, like, I sometimes don't think he knows what he's going to do next, you know, he's like, um, running with the ball and he's like, just, he's so much energy, um, and he must be an absolute nightmare, I mean, I kicked the ball about a wee while ago and played right back, if I was playing against him, I would have been up the road, I, I just wouldn't even have. I'm not wanting to play on anymore. I don't want to play um, because he's just so wildly unpredictable. Um, and it, it strikes me as well as somebody who would step up on a big occasion as well, like he's not phased. Um, you know what we used to see with Lovingcrantz, where he would just, you know, just pop up when it mattered. And I think the wee man's just, he's just got that kind of, you know, character where, you know, for example, next Wednesday, um, just popping up and, you know, doing the business. So, aye, he's brilliant. Um, and he, he gets the fans off, off your seat, didn't he? Maybe not last night, it was freezing, but um, he's uh, aye, he's going to be good for us. Um, and I agree, cutting in for, cutting in for the, the side, the defenders are turning, they're trying to show them onto, the, you know, the other fit, like, and they're getting themselves all caught up. So, he, create, he was creating chances without nothing last night. And what I quite liked about last night with him, 
sometimes with a player like that, when they've got loads of pace to burn, but they've not got any space because of the block that the team's put on, they usually are frozen out the game. But he wasn't. He was continually involved in the game, trying to cut in, trying to make things happen. So I think um, it would be interesting to see him getting a good run. Um, and, and the team is, I think Gio obviously fancies him as well, which is good. I tell you what, a front three potentially a Kent, Diallo and Sakala, I mean that's just three unpredictable pacey players. I mean that could that could really tear it up as well. I, I guess you just don't know what, what we're gonna do, but look Sakala through the middle with those two and in either side of them does does really excite me. It really excites me, that'd be great. And that's a it's a good note to end it on. Um that's the thought of blistering pace um at the in the Temple of Doom next week. Um, so just on that, listeners, we'll be back with you on Monday, previewing, well, chatting through how we go on at Ross County and looking ahead to Wednesday's Old Firm. As always, thanks very much for listening. Um, always a pleasure speaking to you. And thank you to my three guests. I'm going to come round and say cheerio. And um, I just want, I want, a, I want a prediction for Saturday's game before he's go off lad so start with yourself Davey thanks very much for coming on oh smashing guys it was uh, good to speak it's always good to uh, chat Rangers just uh, inexhaustible supply of nonsense so I'm going to go with a a steady 2-0 on Saturday so uh, go up there bang a couple of goals in hopefully make a couple of changes second half get some minutes in the legs and then we're off to uh, see you know who next Wednesday in, a, in fine fettle hopefully I'll take it Chris always a pleasure mate never a chore cheers mate no, thank you enjoyed it um, again I think obviously for, for the weekend I was just looking before we came on but the last four games with them have been 4-0 to us 5-0 and the last two have been 4-2 to us so there's goals definitely in these games usually towards us um, but I'm going to go with 3-2 actually as I think it's going to be um trickier than, than maybe what's anticipated. Um, I don't know why. I have no idea why I feel that. Um, but I think we'll, we'll win. I think we will win. Um, I also think we'll win on Wednesday. Um, but I think for some reason, I think Saturday could be tricky. As we've touched on the early kickoff, where it is, you know, up there. I think there's a few things that can make it tricky. But I think we will win because I'm confident up there um, that, that we, do, we usually do a number on them. Um, but I think it'll be tight. But I think there'll be goals in it. Fucking 3-2, man. I don't know if I've got a 3-2 game in me after last night. Graham, last but not least, thank you for coming on, mate. Cheers, Colm. 4-1 to the famous. We are the people. Short and sweet. I'm going to go three one one less. Um, I think we'll take the foot off the gas the last twenty minutes. But no, what I'll take any of those predictions. Um, as long as Rangers get the three points and back down the road. So that brings us to our close this week. Uh, thanks very much for listening, as always. And we are the people. <laughs>